This is badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You gotta hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. And we're back with episode 144 of IcoPod. I am Bob Conley Jr. With me, as always, is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. Fellas, we're coming out of In Your House number two. Quite a bit of stuff has happened backstage, which we'll get into afterwards. But coming out of the event, Diesel is still the WWF World Champion after a horrendous Lumberjack match Mm. with our favorite Psycho Sid. The... uh, Tag champions are still Owen Hart and Yokozuna after they defeated choke artists Lex Luger and Davey Boy Smith. The roadie picked up arguably the biggest win of his career to this point when he defeated the 1-2-3 kid. And most notably, really, or one of the more notable things, is that Men on a Mission pinned Razor Ramon and Savio Vega and if you're curious as to who got the win there, it was King Mabel pinning Razor Ramon. So, as we now enter the build officially towards SummerSlam in 1995, I know our interest has been dwindling. But how are we feeling coming out of In Your House 2? Uh, <clears throat> Well, for one, I always I kind of feel like uh, In Your House was a lifetime ago already. Like, I feel like it's been literally a month since we watched it, which is not the case. Um, but I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm interested to see what happens on this Raw after that pay-per-view to see how they're where the start for the build of SummerSlam is going to be. And if there's going to be anything that's like, OK, that match is going to be really good. I'm assuming we got to be, be moved past Diesel and Sid. Thank God. I assuming like that has to be done. Right. And yeah. so I think like, so where's that going to take Sid? And like, um, obviously Shawn Michaels has the intercontinental title now and stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see where, where it's going to take us. Cause I feel like it's definitely been a downhill, uh, slope in 95. Yeah. The, the rumor backstage is that, uh, psycho Sid is going down the card and King Mabel is going up the card. Um, can I veto that from happening? I wish uh, we all could do that. But so we cannot. Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback on what you guys were saying, I'm definitely looking forward to a program for Sid that is not Diesel, and I'm looking forward for a program uh, for Diesel that is not Sid. So really, in my mind, whether it's Mabel or not, because at least it'll be something fresh, uh... I'm looking forward to those two not being in a feud against one another. So I'm really hoping that's the direction we're headed in. Um, Bob, is this a live Raw or is this uh, a taped episode? This is the night after In Your House, so this would be a live Raw. Okay, which excites me because I feel like at this point where they're currently at, they need to 
start a couple of different new directions. So hopefully this will be pretty full with like new developments. I'm I'm hoping. I would imagine so. I think coming out of this, uh, there's kind of a clear direction of where they're going. Uh, obviously, Mabel and Diesel, I believe they've even noted that the King of the Ring winner would be facing the champion at SummerSlam. So that is going to be the build right. uh, going into that show. As for Sid, as any kind of direction for him to go into, I would imagine the only one that they could logically go into is with Sean. Because there was never a yeah. televised feud or blow off from when Sid powerbombed him the night after WrestleMania right. 11. Well, and here's the thing for me, already off the bat, with just even a little hint here and there, I'm way more interested and invested in that than a diesel continuation. Right. It just makes more sense. Yeah. No, I. I agree with you. Uh, one of the one of the people that I'm really kind of concerned about direction wise, and in, in the sense of that they have no real direction, is Razor Ramon. Yeah. Now we, I think when we watched In Your House too, we were like, "What the hell? Why is he losing to Mabel?" Uh, likely because Mabel, whether it's a direction that we like or not, has one, and Razor is kind of just floating around. And I think in the coming weeks, uh, that will be even more prevalent. That there is no real plan for the bad guy. Yeah, I think that's kind of been obvious for a while, though. Is he's kind of just been there. Which, again, I mean, blows my mind. Because we're talking about a guy who, I guess, behind Bret Hart at one time was so organically over that it wasn't even funny. And even then, he was just kind of floundering around. So, I don't know if just resources have been given out all to the wrong people and Razor's just kind of been left out in the cold or if he's got like heat backstage, like, I don't know what's going on, but really for the last, I'd say year razor has been getting the very short end of the stick and it's, it's quite noticeable. So that I find interesting. And, uh, as far as razor moving forward, they got to really do some reconstruction work because they've peeled away a lot of what Razor built up and really what made him cool. Now he's kind of a guy who's either lost in the shuffle or is like, oh, yeah, remember when Razor was cool? It's like that sort of deal. So, yeah, there needs to be some major repercussions for uh, how they've treated that character on TV. Well, it's almost like he's become really as a character dependent on the intercontinental championship. Right. Which uh, he's way beyond, I think. And and if you're going to stick him in that scene, you got to keep that scene fresh. And it has not been for the majority of 95. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty fair. I don't know. I think Razor Ramon or Scott Hall, whatever, I think it's just kind of amazing to like look and just kind of see how he's, yeah, I feel like he's always sort of just floated around. Like, yeah, he gets stuck here and there, but like, they never really like pulled the plug or uh, you know flipped the switch on him. Well, and for me, I chalk it up to a couple things. Number one, of course, you know, Razor's his own worst enemy when it comes uh, to course. you know his issues. But Razor's always that guy where he's not quite huge, but he's not quite small. 
He's kind of in the middle. He's not quite main event, but he's definitely not undercard. To, you know, he's just in that weird gray, what the hell do we do with Razor Ramon? We want to yeah. push him, but he's not there, but we got to get there, but we don't know how to get there. It's just, there's always a disconnect, even with WCW when he's there. Yeah, he's pushed as like a quote unquote main event guy, but that's only, you know, by appearances sake. It's not really by booking sense. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I don't know if any company really knew what it is that held Razor back more so than, you know, his outside stuff. But, yeah, I think that's a good point. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, how has this dude, A, not won the world title yet, and B, how hasn't he been IC champion in quite a long time and, like, still chasing that belt? Like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. No, I think he's one of the more uh, misused guys uh, during this project. You know, along, not like criminally uh, misused, but not utilized to the fullest that he probably could. And I think people yeah, have been saying that for literally decades. I mean, anytime you see a list of guys that should have yeah. been world champion or should have been a bigger deal. You know, it's usually like Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, and it's Gal. Those are the three guys that are almost on every single list. I just think for Scott Hall's case in particular, I think it comes down to really just motivation. I think it's when you have a motivated Scott Hall, not only is it kind of a rarity, um, but it's definitely noticeable to when he's just kind of there, AO, cash my check, Chico. Like you can tell. Either it's not it's not hard to realize that, and I just I don't know. It's to to get a motivated Scott Hall consistently. I think of course you have a world champion. I just don't know if we ever we ever get that. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I think he's he always kind of just coasted. Yeah, and like wants more money all the time, and like that's fine, but you can't be ma- you know mailed in version of Razor Ramon. You gotta fucking bring it all the time, every night, every house show. You know what I mean? It's just it's about going that extra mile, and I feel like for a guy like Razor, it's like I'm making a comfortable living. Why am I gonna kill myself for these people? And like I think I think that really comes into effect when he goes to WCW. Oh, 100 percent in '96. The second. 100 percent. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's see what everybody, the fans of the Observer, uh, thought of In Your House Two and some really some interesting backstage news regarding a duo in the uh, WWF. So there's a, a, a couple of notes here for backstage before we get into house show notes and syndication and then the actual run. So, In Your House Number Two. <clears throat> earned 88% thumbs up from the readers, which was 180 fans. Nine said uh, thumbs down, and 14 thought it was in the middle. For the Had best many man- thumbs up? Holy shit. Well, and it was comparatively to everything else in 95. In Your House yeah. Number 2 was an average show, which makes it the best show probably no, this that's far. Tr- yeah, that's which, we, which we said when we watched it, too. Yeah, like, yeah we were like. Fair. Uh, Shawn Michaels against Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental Championship, which Shaw, which saw, excuse me, Shawn Michaels win the title, was voted the best match, followed by one, two, three, kid against the Roadie, 159 votes to 10, mm. and then pretty much every other match on the card got a vote for the worst match for the night. 
the <laughs> worst match of the night. The worst match of the night was uh, Bigelow against Henry Godwin. Yeah. Diesel said not on a mission against Razor and Ve- Razor and Savio Vega in the tag team title match between Owen and Yoko against the Allied Powers. And that was uh, 76, 53, 14, and 11 votes, respectively. So 76 votes for Bigelow. Godwin mm. pulls ahead of Diesel and Sid at 53. Yeah. Uh, Wes, go ahead, Dale. No, I was just like agreeing. Like, yeah, I mean, okay. It's, it's I don't know. Sense. Diesel and Sid was fu- it was fucking embarrassing. That's your main event. No, that's you know, you're that right. Was not good. That match was ass. That I almost want to rate that really worse. I almost want to rate that worse just because all the time, energy, and effort put into the promoting of that, and like you got that hunk of shit. Right. No, it, it's for sure. Diesel said the worst match because, like you're saying, all the. You know, focus they've had on it. Meanwhile, Bigelow and Godwin was like one interaction on Raw. Together. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just when it comes to disappointment, man, I'm fucking disappointed with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, last last week's Raw, which saw IRS taking on Shawn Michaels, that's a doozy of a main event. Got a three point one rating, so it yeah. would appear it would appear that we're dipping a little bit again. After ratings was before, it was in the mid threes, three fives, three fours. In the last couple of weeks, it's been about a three one and two eights or something like that. So uh, we're dipping in terms of popularity. Uh, and then here's the biggest news coming out of In Your House Jeff Jared and the Roadie have quit the World Wrestling Federation shortly after the In Your House pay per view concluded. I believe there's more news on this next week, but the general That's idea gimmick, here, right? That's gotta be a gimmick. Yeah. Like what? Hold on. We'll see here. Apparently according to Meltzer, they didn't agree with them breaking up this early as they were supposed to uh, split right after the title match, but they didn't do it. So in the ring, they were supposed to come to blows, split up and whatever, but I guess they were just like, no, we're not going to do it. That would explain why Doc Hendricks was backstage saying that they had been they had broken up without us seeing them. Oh. So when he's like, oh, they're back there arguing and stuff like that, that was a way to kind of give the readers or the viewers the idea that, oh, these guys have broken up. So it would appear oh. that Jeff Jarrett and the roadie are no longer part of the World Wrestling Federation because... They didn't agree with how they were being booked in a scripted wrestling television show. There's no fucking way. If you're the roadie, dude, you've been being put over so strong and, like, shown up. Oh, Jeff's mad about his position? Hey, man, sorry, but I'm, like, staying here. Loyalty. Blind yeah, they're, loyalty. They're they're pushing me huge right now. Yeah, but... Are, I'm more over than you. Yeah, but I feel like being roadie, you kind of got to give some of the credit to being with Jarrett in a way. I don't give Jared any credit. I mean, Jared yeah, he has got, done he got nothing him, for He Rudy. got himself over, but without Jared, would we have even seen the roadie? Like, what would he have been? Like, you know what I mean? I think, I think part of him getting over is like people, hate, first off, hate Jeff Jared so much. You got a, a guy who can work decent and is like entertaining to watch with him. It's like, okay, well, we kind of like that guy. You want to know what I think it is? I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I think it's. To an extent, Jeff Jarrett's like, shit, this guy's getting over. He's loyal to me. I want to say we get, we need to go. We need to bail. You got to come with me. Because if you're you're not going to 
outstage me. You're not going to be over and not have me be over. Yeah, I could see that being Jarrett. That seems like a Jeff Jarrett thing, to be honest. So, 100%. Honestly, dude, that I believe that too. And Jarrett, especially in uh, 95, I could see him definitely trying to take advantage of a younger guy who's greener. And yeah. Because this is Rhodey's first time getting over, and he's right. getting over at a rapid rate compared to what Jeff Jarrett is. Absolutely. And don't forget, Jeff Jarrett's not quite the young buck anymore. He's been in wrestling a while at this point. Yes, he has. He has been around since 86, so, so about nine years. But he, I mean, he's still young. Yeah, by, but he kind of knows the standards. deal. You know, right. he knows the deal when it comes to that. And he's like, well... It, was, it is what it is, brother, sort of thing. Yeah, I, yeah, think, it's, I yeah. think it's him just kind of a little bit taking advantage of people. No, that makes sense. A little bit. Uh, but all right, let's get in some house show notes. And speaking of Jeff Jarrett, his uh, original home promotion, USWA, had a show on July 24th, the same day as this Monday Night Raw, at the Mid-South Coliseum, and it drew 2,400 fans for a $14,000 gate, which for USWA in 1995, pretty fucking good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we saw we have seven matches. Axel Rotten defeated Gorgeous George the Third. Brandon Baxter defeated Miss Texas. Pat Tanaka wrestled Stephen Dunn to a draw. Mark Curtis, the referee, if you didn't remember, he's from KSW <laughs> fame, defeated Bill Rush. Doug Gilbert pinned Buddy Landell. Lex Luger and Davy Boy Smith defeated Billy Jack Haynes and Brian Lee by disqualification. So we're not seeing Allied Powers tonight on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> or probably the next three weeks because they taped so many shows. Right. Uh, and in the main event saw Buddy Landell, Robert Gibson, and Tracy Smothers defeating PG-13 and Tommy Rich in a Texas death match. And that match went 19 minutes and 33 seconds. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was going to say, oh, yeah, I'll go. And then you told me about the 20-minute main event. And I was like, oh, well, am I going? Um, what are we saying? Main event front row is six bucks. I mean, or maybe maybe it's fifteen because like WWF stars are on the card. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what USWA tickets. I mean, I know before it was like three dollars. All right, it's like eighties. I I think that's like bleacher seats and something like that. I'm going. I'll get front row. Yeah, I mean, if it's cheap enough, I guess, but I I don't know if I'll have a great time. I mean, I, I kind of want to... Different I, names. Well, the undercard sucks. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. The undercard blows. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I would say that the Texas Death Match has my interest, but you see that yeah. almost every... You see that almost every weekend. No, start. Bob, don't say that. You, not, I, was sort of, I was sort of thinking that, to be honest Guys, with you. Guys, it's not true. That doesn't happen. It's a little bit. Just buy the ticket. I think USWA was the first version of combat zone wrestling. <laughs> I'm waiting for like a landmine, 13,000 thumbtack. Exploding you know. anus match. Yeah, something <laughs> crazy. So I'm probably skipping this one. Oh, fuck. But... I already bought my ticket. There's no refunds, man. <laughs> I'm not going. Uh Let's go to Tampa, Florida, the Expo Park. Uh, that's where Extreme Championship Wrestling had a show on July 21st, and they yeah. drew 800 fans, probably not a $14,000 gate, no. uh, but they made some money. 
Uh, feature of the following match is the Pitbulls defeating Vampire Warrior and Dudley Dudley. Oh. Marty Jannetty defeated the Terrorist. Mikey Whipwreck won a Battle Royal last eliminating Marty Jannetty. And as a result, he got a ECW World Championship match against the Sandman, which happened immediately following it. And it saw ECW World Champion the Sandman pin Mikey Whipwreck to retain the title. Ian Rotten pinned Bull Payne in a uh, Taipei death match. ECW Tag Team Champions Raven and Stevie Richards defeated Tommy Dreamer and Luna Vachon. Dean Malenko pinned ECW Television Champion Eddie Guerrero to win the title in uh, 15 minutes and 37 seconds. Two Cold Scorpio pinned Hack Myers. Apparently, ECW World Champion Sandman pinned Mikey Whipwreck again in a Singapore cane match. Uh, and the stipulations say that the loser would uh, would receive 10 lashes with the cane. And Mikey, I guess, was... Uh, he received three lashes and was unable to stand in the ring. There's a whole bunch of other notes here that I'm not going to uh, bother with. Uh, and then your main event saw the public enemy defeat New Jack and Mustafa in 8 minutes and 13 seconds. So, would you guys go... To this ECW live event on July 21st, 1995. Dallas. I was going to say, I feel like I would go, but I, I feel like that, like every time I thought you were done saying a match, there's like more. Like, if, I feel like it would drag on. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd put it this way I'd go to that over the USWA. <laughs> no, well, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, here's here's where I'm at with it. Two things, ready? Uh, Dean Malenko, Eddie fucking Guerrero. Yeah. Yep. That's going to be good. Yeah. And the absolute drug-infested cherry on top, Marty Jannetty in action. Everybody on Icopod knows that I'm a Marty Jannetty guy. So I'm fucking, not only am I getting it, I'm sitting at the bellkeeper table, dude. Fuck front row, bellkeeper table. I'm going to this shit. And if it's in Florida, I don't even have to get on a plane to go anywhere. Uh, yep, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between uh, USWA and ECW, I'm going to go to ECW show. So Yeah, 100%. A, a stronger looking card. And I'm kind of intrigued by a Stevie Richards Raven against Tommy Dream at Luna Vachon Matt. I think so too. Yeah, that one was that was an interesting one. Because I, I like yeah. Luna Vachon, and she was working some matches towards the end of her run in WWF. So like, yeah. how bad could it be? Yeah, she's so. probably going through a table, or at least getting hit in the head with a chair. So like, that's cool. It would be an interesting visual. Yeah. Sure. Uh, one bit of syndication news here, and I kind of curious to see uh, the reaction to what I'm about to say. So on the July 22nd edition of Superstars, which would be the day before in your house, the Blue Brothers, Eli and Jacob Blue, defeated 123Kid and Savio Vega. And that happened when Uncle Zeb, also known as Dutch Mantel, 
hit a knee drop off the middle rope onto one, two, three kid, allowing the Blue Brothers to get the pin. What the fuck? So See, the day before it in uh, before the pay-per-view, which one, two, three kid and the Savio Vega have a match on. High profile. Right. They lose to the Blue Brothers, who have done absolutely zilch <laughs> since listen, they've been in the WWF. Listen, the Blue Brothers, the Harris Brothers, whatever you want to call them, whose dick are they sucking that they have a job in every major promotion? They're every, just friends with a lot of guys. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. Like It's so bad. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I think that's garbage, especially airing it right before you put these guys on your pay per view. Like, come on, like, why? Why would you do that? Now, mind you, it was probably taped weeks in advance, and yeah. who knows? The plans could have changed. But regardless, why? Even if Savio one two three kid, the fans are like loving them right now. Right. No one gives a fuck about the Blue Brothers. So even if the, they weren't on the pay-per-view, even if you taped it weeks ago, why the fuck are they losing? And not only that, one two three kid just came back not that long ago. So they're trying to build him back up because at, once you're off TV for as long as he was, you got to kind of gain a little bit of that back. Don't get me wrong, one two three kid's moveset is supremely likable, so it's not going to take long. But him suffering bullshit-ass losses like this definitely isn't going to help his case. And then you go to a guy like Savio, who really, for the fans, is like an unknown, and you're trying to push him as one of your most established star's best buddies, and like, hey, you should definitely care about this guy. He's important. Oh, he just made it to the finals of the King of the Ring, basically. Um, Definitely, you know, keep your eye on it. Oh, but guess what? Jacob Blue pinned him. It's like, what is, what the fuck? Not only that, I think it's silly to assume that these Blue Brothers are worth building at this point, especially no. with Owen and Yoko kept the straps. They're in no need right now of heel tag teams, especially a heel tag team that they've done literally nothing with since coming to the company. So it's not even like... You had one, two, three kid and Savio lose to the champions, Yoko and Owen, like yeah. a, an established loss. It's the fucking Blue Brothers. If you need the Blue Brothers to beat somebody, call up the fucking Phantom and Scott Taylor and, oh, guess what, boys? You're doing the job tonight on Superstars. You don't put fucking one, two, three kid out there and Savio Vega. Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just kind of a dumb decision. And I absolutely hate the Harris brothers. And for some reason, I keep on doing projects in which they are constantly featured in. Well, I'll tell you what. I like this look over any other one they've ever had in their life. No, my favorite look will be the one where they're six feet uh, under the ground. Oh, yeah. I have no regrets to what I just said. I'm not going to comment on that. Well, if if you know that they're Nazis, you might feel a little different about it, but... Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. How do you know there's not Nazis right now listening to this fucking podcast? I'm not going to say true. nothing bad, because they're going to show up to my door and beat my ass. That's true. Well, I'm sure there's racists that listen to this show. Well, yeah, Joe Sweet. 
Oh, all right. So let's talk about uh, the July 24th. Fuck. Uh, hey, Bob, bleep that name uh, in post production. I'm just kidding. We all know it's really Screech. Shout out to Screech. Oh, Screech, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that Screech is going to be like, what the? What? Dude, I I'm can't, not. I'm not racist. No. <laughs> uh thank you screech for listening uh, yeah he's one of the true all-stars uh i'm probably gonna get a message here's future bob getting a message from screech thanks for the shadow man you're welcome all right uh <laughs> july 24th 1995 monday night raw they apparently took full advantage of the whole hour here uh, the runtime is 45 minutes and 59 seconds so almost 46 minutes of straight action here now, here's the description for what we're about to see. The uh, Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels takes on Jimmy Del Rey. So get ready for some hip swivels here. It's probably going to be quite a bit of it oh, from ready. both men. As the WWE Universe prepares for the debut of the Bizarre Superstar, they are also greeted by Dean Douglas on an edition oh, of the no. report card. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Bret Hart goes head-to-head with Hakushi. Plus the smoking guns, Waylon Mercy, and many more. Really quickly, really quickly, I'm going to cut Dallas off. I'm I'm really excited for this episode because that, of the one line of the bizarre superstar in Dean fucking Douglas. Let's go. Yeah. Um, here's here's where I'm at with Dean Douglas. I think Shane Douglas is one of the hands down. One of the most underrated talents of all time. Hands down. (sighs) However, I can't stress how much I fucking hate Dean Douglas. (laughs) Because Shane Douglas is good at being Shane Douglas. I can't imagine him doing anything else, let alone being like a school guy. It's like, what is the worst gimmick we can do? That'd be like Yokozuna being an Olympic runner as his gimmick. No. It's you fucking not that can't bad. do that. It's not that bad. You take Shane Douglas, which what he is is what he is, and then you make him a fucking teacher on your team. No, get the fuck out of here. That's bullshit. See, I would, ag- I would agree with you that Shane Douglas is the most, uh, or one, one of the most of- under one of the most underrated uh, wrestlers, but to be honest with you, to wrap my head around it, I don't think I can agree. I think he never reached his fullest potential, but it's self-inflicted. Well, he's a dick. Yeah. But I mean, you go back and look at his stuff. I enjoy Shane Douglas's stuff from like 1990 until about probably 94. Like his stuff. Oh, you don't like his later. With... You don't like his later ECW stuff. No, because he's always hurt. I think anytime yeah. I put on an ECW show yeah. from '97, yeah, to '99. No, you're his right. His elbow is in a fucking brace that is protruding. Yeah. Or he's got knee problems. Yeah, and then yeah. when he goes to WCW with the Revolution, it's like no, that's not the work rate guy that he was. And then eventually, set. yeah, yeah, and when he goes into TNA, he's just coasting. Like it's why yeah. he's just brawling. Yeah, no, he's right. a great, he's a great promo. And 100%. by great, when by great, I mean, he kept to a formula of cut the fucking music and look yeah. at this broad that's got cleavage that gets all my heat, whether it's Francine, Tori Wilson or 
whoever else. He just plays such a good bastard. And that's what I like about yes. him. Yes. Yeah. If if this were to be the franchise Dean Douglas, I think it would have been huge. Yeah. But to go, I mean, obviously not going to say the franchise Dean Douglas, but, you know, franchise Jane Douglas comes in, he's like, yeah. you know, whatever. But to come in as a school teacher, which, I mean, clearly we'll see a vignette here, and we'll probably shred it to pieces, but... uh I don't know, man. I think a lot of this is self-inflicted for him. No, I get that. And I, I don't know. I do. I actually do enjoy his later ECW stuff just for the fact that I think the guys he's working with is help helping carry him through matches. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Shane Douglas is one of those guys that never pops up at the forefront of my mind when I'm thinking of people. Never pops up. Um, and I, I think that he almost maybe bounced around too much Yep. without being able to legitimately establish who is Shane Douglas. Anytime he was getting momentum, he would leave. He would leave and like go for bigger money, which is whatever. It's fine. But I do, I do think that takes away from star power quite a bit. Yeah. Well, whenever I would see Shane Douglas in the late nineties, I was happy because that meant either Francine was with him or Tori was. Well, there you go. And I'm not going to complain about seeing either one of them. Yeah. Uh, but all right, let's get this started here for July 24th, 1995 edition of Monday Night Raw. I'm going to count down from five, and then you guys can uh, watch along with us on the WWE Network or, you know, put in your DVD, VHS tape, whatever. Uh, but I want to point out, be careful when you go on the network because they've been putting ads back in front of the videos. Right. So you might want to play it right now, get the 15-second ad out, especially if you're watching on your computer, uh, and then hit, you know, then the show will start. So yeah. get that out of the way. I've probably talked enough at this point to where the ad is over. So I'm going to count down five, and we're going to go. Five, four, three, two, one. Play. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary sport, sports entertainment today. The the revolutionary sport in sports entertainment. (laughs) We're getting full-fledged video here from last night's In Your House of Shawn Michaels super-kicking Jeff Jarrett and Earl Habner delivering one of the slowest counts in wrestling history. I literally... A month ago. It was last week. Yeah, it does. It feels like it's been a while, but I think that's more so due to our own schedules than the show. But I got to tell you, Sean does need a championship right now, just not that one. Like, uh, why yeah. Sean? Why Sean? Yeah. Although, I also think it needed to get off of Jeff Jarrett. So if, 100%. So, so if we got to give it to Sean before someone else ends up getting it or whatever, then so be it. I Could think Savio Vega should be. The I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. He should have won it on Raw that one night or whatever when he I, fought Jared. That was I said the night after King. I of the know. You yeah. You're damn right. He should have win the championship. Yeah, but no, we don't make why. new stars. We just you know overexpose our current ones and have them revert back to stuff because we it's... can't do different stuff. Well, and they're playing oh, on the well, safety card. Oh, look at we got a new set. 
Oh. Oh wow! Look at that. And we got the the raw letters. The raw letters and starting off right away with Shawn Michaels. Oh look, it's like a screen too what? in it. Wow. It's got a Tron on it. That's oh, pretty cool. Weird. I didn't think they did the raw that raw logo this early. Interesting. I thought that was more like the fall or even '96. Yeah, I would have thought '96. Guys, this is HBK, your new champ. Okay, everyone, wear their with their like Diesel Shawn Michaels gloves on. Yeah, and he, and there's Farrah Fawcett taking photos with her Polaroid. <laughs> well, I want to point out we're also in Louisville, Kentucky, so we very well could see the Allied Powers in one of the next couple of episodes. Oh, since Memphis, you know, Memphis yeah. and Louisville aren't necessarily far apart. And of course, Jim Jim Cornette could make it to this episode. Wait, is this a? Is he defending the title? The referee's showing the belt like it's a title match right now. I don't believe this is a title match, no. I didn't think it was either, but... Listen, you Jimmy mean... Del Rey, hopefully, if he's healthy, we're going to have a good little match right here. Well, yeah, but that is very true. Uh, I'm just really confused as to if it were a tag title or a tag match, what did Jimmy Del Rey do to earn it? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a squash then in that case. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be a little competitive. but They don't really use the heavenly bodies anymore. No. Jimmy's looking thick. Yeah, he is. What in the world? That's how he was looking last time we saw him, though. Just real chubbed out. Well, because remember, he got what, hurt. Did he? Yeah, he got hurt in late 94, and I, right. I remember he was looking kind of thick heading into Survivor Series. And yeah, then... and he, was, he, was not, he wasn't having the matches. He was, like, staying on the outside. Tom yeah. Pritchard would be having the matches. Then he had a couple. He was still looking thick, and then we just didn't see him. Yeah, well, it was like he was thick before Survivor Series, and then a week after Survivor Series, or maybe even at Survivor Series, he was suddenly back to being fit. Well, I think he kind of conditioned for the... Uh, Fuck, what was it? He, like, conditioned for the match that they were kind of highlighted in. Yeah. And then as soon as that happened and it was over, he's like, Oh, my Fuck God. It. It's Wait, the Undertaker. Oh. Oh, shit. Definitely not as smooth. I don't, know why, oh, he, I don't know why he did, like, a split-legged thing there to try to do an arm drag. That was kind of weird. Well, and you're not going to out-smooth Shawn Michaels, so, like, why even try? Yeah. What are you trying to prove here? You know, I feel like Jimmy kind of has a body type that you would expect an American going to Japan for. Mm. You know, like he would have that level of thickness. The Terry Gordy look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Oh, Jimmy almost decked Pritchard on the floor, but now they get rammed into each other. But Shawn Michaels can overcome any odds. The Heavenly Bodies would have made a lot of money in Japan, I think. Probably. Remember when we went to that pro wrestling syndicate show and I told the new Heavenly Bodies to watch yeah. those SMW, the Smoking Mountain That was awesome. Did they laugh at them. you? Yeah. Yeah. They laughed and they, and I think they said they did or some shit, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Jimmy with a cover after a DDT, but only gets a two count. On Shawn Michaels. The Heartbreak Kid. 
See, now Bob was a Jimmy Del Rey guy, but I've always been a Dr. Tom guy. I like Tom Pritchard. Yeah, I like him better than Jimmy. I think he's more consistent than Jimmy. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the only thing that bugs me about Tom Pritchard is that he sounds like Roddy Piper. I don't like that his face looks like Carrie Von Erichs. Mm. <laughs> a little bit. But like he's like five foot nothing. He's a mixture of uh, Von Erich and Piper. Oh, yeah. That's pretty funny. I like and that. it had the success of neither one. Right. And had both legs. Right. Yeah. yeah Vince goes, <laughs> that is repulsive. <laughs> and to the best of my recollection, did not have any type of childhood trauma. That right. Piper had. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look at that rude awakening neckbreaker by Jimmy Del Rey. Sean's giving up a lot to Jimmy Del Rey right now. I was going to say before the match started that I felt like that was going to happen. I didn't expect that. I, I feel like Sean is most effective when he sells. Well, yeah. But for Jimmy Del Rey, I figured Sean would be like, Well, no. Yeah, that's... I don't know. Like, If I'm a casual fan and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Sean Michaels, my IC champ. And you're watching Ron, he's getting beat up by fucking Jimmy Del Rey. You're probably like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. But if this were to be Bret Hart, I'd be like, yeah, Bret's an underdog. Right. Which is weird, because you would think maybe Sean, the way that he's kind of built, would be more of the underdog. But Yeah, but Sean talks to people like he's 7'4". Yeah. To where Jimmy- Bret doesn't. <laughs> Del Rey just missed a uh, dynamite kid headbutt off the top rope. Now, Sean going on a rampage here of right hands and a flying forearm. There it is. Nailed it. I was gonna, what is he, Vader? He just stomped him in the face. Move! I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> I can't wait till that actually happens because we've talked about it for like almost three years now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the punchline to the joke it's a slow build yeah <laughs> sean's up to the top here will we see a, an elbow drop yes we do dude if he would if he landed on his feet and then stopped him in the face i would have died no, that no, would have been pretty funny <laughs> who do you think you are leon oh no oh wow i wonder what they're setting up for there Oh, that was that wasn't fucking obvious yeah that was really set up there sean michaels is a super kicked Pritchard off of the apron. Yeah, but like, what is that? What purpose does that serve? Well, you can't get involved on the cover here as Sean just pinned Jimmy Del Rey after a after some sweet chin music. Cornette could have got involved, but didn't. Yeah, Cornette's not getting involved. Perfect. <clears throat> so that that went almost about seven minutes or so as we are at the eight thirty seven mark of the show. Well, eight forty two now. Not bad. I thought it went quick. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think it was, it was a bad fine. opener, really. Yeah, it was a fine. Oh, I, I kind of oh. think the crowd got taken out. What is he doing? He's like humping the belt. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> uh, I think the crowd got a little bit taken out of it because Jimmy got so much in. Yes. But then I he agree. wanted to just like, cool, whatever. Right. Well, and as soon as Sean started getting on his rally, I mean, they were right back into it, but still. Yeah. Up and down. Oh, oh, what is he oh, doing? He's okay. taking his pants off. What? what in the world? Why is he taking Wait, his what? like 
his like uh um, no, don't, Sean. This is a what in the fuck? Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> what is happening right now on Raw? What the fuck? We're on TV, bro. His penis was almost out, and he took his like little tights off. Why did he just do that? You know what? That just gave Vince Man the most raging boner ever. Yeah, he ain't standing up to do an interview anymore. Absolutely so. not. Oh, cool. Let's build up a guy that just quit the company last night. That's why he quit, because he had to lip sync that for 20 minutes. Um, I played this song recently, and I was getting looks uh, from Kaylee, and I had to explain it. It was was just from wrestling. Like, don't worry about it. Because she's like, why are you listening to, like, this weird country song? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Because we're playing it on Spotify. It's on Spotify? (laughs) Yeah, dude, I found that out the other... uh, I don't know if while we were watching that or not, but... Oh, yeah, you can jam out to it. Wait, you like this shit? Uh, I don't like it, but I think it's catchy, so I was playing it as a joke. Oh, my God. Gives me a headache. Now we're seeing footage again of what we saw to start the show. Literally, it's the same exact thing, too. Yeah, we've seen about four super kicks already on this show. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's this, a Young Bucks match? I was going to say, maybe this is the episode the Young Bucks first watched, and then they were like, oh, my God, that's the best move ever. Well, and this is the same video package. Yes, it is. Look at that picture. Yeah, just a sexy boy. boy. Brody and Jeff Jarrett quit because of this shit. I don't blame him, I guess, you know? Because a male stripper beat him. Yeah. I can't believe Shawn Michaels almost took his dick out on TV. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're not selling that enough. Well, and if you look though, look down at the bottom. It says TVPG for violence. It doesn't say Shawn Michaels almost shows his penis. Could you imagine if that if that was, was a, there? It was a knuckle away. Yeah, it was. I thought he was legit about to like at least take his ass out or something. That was getting well, I feel like that his was ass out. was out. Yeah, his ass I, was out, just facing the opposite way. Right. So the camera I feel like that was out. Yeah, uh, it was at least partially. I don't think his pants are pulled down all the way. I think he, the way he was doing it made it look. Yeah, like yeah, maybe like half his ass was out. Yeah, not, but regardless, not his butthole level. No, no. Still to come, Bret Hart against Hakushi, and boy does Shinja look really weird in the middle there. Really. <laughs> 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 he really looks like odd. a Scooby Doo monster. Yeah, yeah, he did. Look, four months ago. Oh God. That's I wrong. love that they they do this shit on Raw all the time. It's like, hey, the reason they're having this featured match on Raw is because six to four, you know, four <laughs> to six months ago, they got Dude. mad at each other, and then three years ago, they didn't finish the match. So guess what? Tonight on the July twenty fourth edition of Raw, Hakushi and Bret Hart finally settle it. Even though they've been wrestling for six months on house shows, and they wrestled that in your house. Didn't they do that with Jeff, Jared, and Doink? They were like eight months yeah, ago, yeah, back yeah. in the summer of 94. Yeah, and you know happened. who else? Uh, Luger gets that happen to him a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Man. Didn't they kind of do that with um, the King of the Ring qualifying match with the Okazuna? They're like two years ago on the USS Intrepid. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. slammed him. Like, dude, well, come on. It's almost even worse when they show us the, that they, oh, wait, they have wrestled for six months. Like, it's right. almost worse. If they right. just didn't even tell us this, Okay, fine. They're having a match. Cool. But this, they're like, yeah, see, they wrestled on May 14th. It's only July 24th. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hakushi, as you guys will remember, cost Bret Hart his match with Jerry Lawler. 
Did, did you like that recap of Jerry Lawler doing the shittiest pin ever? Like, he's not even trying. Yeah. Here we go. Well, speaking of not trying, here's the smoking guns. Uh, they've The company has really not tried to put a focus on these guys at all, even though they are former tag champions. Um, and, like, one of the most solid young teams they have. Yeah. And probably the top babyface tag team. Well, yes, absolutely. So I like the reaction, you wouldn't really think so. Yeah. I liked like the raw letter stage, but it's way darker over there now. Like when they come out. Yeah, I agree. Because I sort of liked like the, you know, the neon stage. I know it's kind of old school, but it's so bright. And like you get that like mid 90s like vibe from it. Yeah. Yeah. Who are these two jabronis? We've never seen them before. It was John something and Rick something. Oh, I miss their names. Steiner brothers. Well, I keep on, I don't know why I've, you know, I've referenced Japan quite a bit here tonight, but these guys look like we need it. We want to be an all Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. But we'll, we'll settle for a smoking guns match. Um, Faulkner, John Faulkner and Rick something. Well, and if the allied powers hadn't been so pushed because again, they didn't know what to do with either of them. So let's just stick them together. I think Billy and Bart would have a good chance at uh, making a run for the tag straps again. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I would rather. Yeah, I would definitely rather having the smoking guns in that spot than the allies. I powers. agree. I agree. <clears throat> now, are they as over as the Ali powers? Probably not. Right. But you're going to get a better match of them. Mm-hmm. More consistent. Yeah, and it's just amazing how long it takes for the smoking guns to become the focus of the tag division because we've mentioned it before. They've been here since May of 93. Right. And if you go back and listen to every episode, it's usually just smoking guns in a squash, smoking guns in another squash. Well, I think the problem is they're just seen as good hands and nothing else. Well, I think it's also kind of difficult to get a cowboy gimmick over. I don't know. I think if you modernize it a little bit, you could. Their look is cool. Like the blue jeans and the like, that's over. Somebody could wear that today and it would be over. Uh, I don't know, man. I, if this was 1987, it probably works better. Well, let me clarify. They shouldn't be yeehaw duster coat cowboys. Right. Yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, there so you go, mean, right there. If, he well, just if did to, a yeehaw. Right. Well, if they were <laughs> to the modernize it. When did Billy get to the top rope? He dad tagged in anyone up there. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Oh, I that's like that move. Holy shit. I liked the backdrop into a pile driver. Dude, how do you not keep that? I don't know, man. You mean you probably can't do it to 93% of the people on the roster? Who gives a shit? Because guess what? The 7% that you can do it to, you ain't going to forget about that. That's true, yeah. Uh, I feel like they're obsessed with showing the crowd tonight, like more than normal. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you say that, though, they darken it to the point where you can't see anybody in the crowd. Right. Wow. I don't know. I like the guns. I think they've been dealt a bad hand, too. I don't even know what you call that movie. He has them over the shoulder, and then Billy just came out the top to splash them in mid Push them down. Yeah. There's no real impact. No, I, f- I feel like a lot of finishing moves in wrestling make zero sense in terms of adding impact. But Right. 
Oh my oh, god. Oh, here's this dweeb. He's got an anti great shirt. And if, that like, if you have that shirt, Dallas will probably like to buy it. I would. Oh, if you want to send a DM to us, I will pay you seventeen dollars plus three ninety five shipping and handling for the anti great shirt. That's from... not a good shirt. And there's a cassette. I see the the th- reason I like it, Austin, is because it's not good. Yeah, that looks like if you were to go down to like a surf shop on the boardwalk. Yeah, there's screen print. Oh that shit. shit for you. It says "Ain't I Great," and then on the back it goes "Not." <laughs> <laughs> What's it? is it? Borat? Uh, not. Nah. I think it's worth it for the tape alone. Probably. I mean, for the seven, for the what? Almost twenty-one dollars. I'm sure eighteen of it's because of the cassette. It's a collector's item now, man. You could just go to any T-shirt production company and be like, "Can you get? Can you put anti great and then not yeah. on the back?" And they'd be like, "Sure, that's six dollars. Be cool." Can you oh. make the most boring T-shirt possible? Look at this, Goody Waylon Mercy's in action next. I can't yeah. wait for him to watch him not bend his fucking knees. Girl, I'm getting oh. some kind of vignette here. Oh <gasps> my god, gold, gold dust. dust. What now, that on that vignette, there was a uh, Howard Finkel was saying from Hollywood, California. And then we saw gold glitter mm. spelling out gold dust. I'll have to see what that means. Uh, we just got a Skittles promotional ad, which we don't see too many of them at this time. So that was oh, weird. I love Skittles. Skittles. Well, taste the rainbow. Oh, shit. Make a no, difference. Oh, no. Making a difference, Fatu. No, I don't like this. I used to live right across from the cow palace. No, you didn't. You grew up in the islands in a bush. Wow, that's not true. In a bush. Come on, that's what no, happened. Dude, that's him and Grandmaster Sexay in the early days. He eats trash out of the fucking jungle. That ain't right. Well, he's helping dude. keep... Step and keep kids off drugs now, so whatever. Oh, that's not real. That's not really him. Oh, and he stayed in school. That's right. So yeah, bullshit. Drugs. And that's where I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle the Cow Palace. They Meaning didn't have school have... in the jungle. We definitely have a show coming up at the Cow Palace, is what I'm getting from this. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I hate this. Make a difference. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yep. And here's Waylon Mercy getting the jabber entrance. He's nearly in the ring already. Yeah, the, here's I'll tell you what doesn't make a difference. Changing Fatu's gimmick because it was fine the way it fucking was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is a jobber entrance, Dallas, more so than they knew it would take him 12 minutes to walk yeah. down because he can't bend his knees. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Here's Gary Scott. Yeah, that's how you know it's going to go well. I don't like that... I don't like Wait. that Waylon Mercy's shirt looks like the same people that make Doink the Clown's gear made that shirt for him. This dude did a shoulder block and he couldn't stand, so he just fell. Yeah. Go get him, Waylon. Waylon doing chops here while he's wearing his Depends. So, <laughs> so he doesn't shit his white pants. Oh, another shoulder block. Does he not know... Or how to do a clothesline or something? Well, you don't have to go down if you hit a shoulder block. You don't have to go down if you do a clothesline. If you want it to look cool, you do. No, uh, no. I don't know if I like clotheslines where they go down. Does he have a tattoo all of a sudden that says Mercy with the knife on it? 
On his arm, left arm. He's always had, I think, that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think the one on the... No, oh, that's wait. definitely written out. Redemption, too, or something. Man. Yeah, that's like had on his skin. Yeah. Oh, he's holding the rope. Oh, he was holding the ropes for Gary Scott, and then he just let go of the bottom rope to hit him over that. And now punting him in the back several times. This Layla Mercy fella, he's going to draw some big money. Yeah, he could be. He could be on his way to SummerSlam. Maybe. Hopefully, yeah, he's not walking because he'll get there by 1997. Oh my god, a kid just pushed him. Wait, that kid right there keeps pushing him. <laughs> that punk kid. He thinks he's so cool. We just had cool. difficult time rolling into the ring. <laughs> I'm sorry, but as soon as this was like the classic, like, and then the bell rang story to me yeah 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 it was like oh this is cool and then he then he got in the ring and well i don't know is he having an orgasm when he puts a sleeper hold on him or yeah well that's why he's also wearing white bob oh yeah yeah life is gonna be in wayland mercy's hands wayland mercy uh winning that Pretty dominantly. It's, oh, another it's too hokey. This is too hokey. They like... I was almost interested because like less was more at first. But now that that's like not the role he's playing, I don't think I like it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Whale Mercy. Uh, nope. Now we're back with Todd Pattengill, the man that got rid of his uh, ponytail. Who's my what? Looking like the boy in striped pajamas in his fucking shirt he's got on. Yeah. This is present SummerSlam presented by Stridex. 55 pads, maximum strength. That's how many pads Waylon Merson was wearing under his tights. 55 pads. That's a good crossover. <laughs> good promotion. Wow, look at these awesome still shots from In Your House. Yeah, See, now why, why are we getting stills when we just saw video footage of it? That's such a good question, dude. Courtesy of the WWF magazine, we saw Lex Luger and Davey Boy Smith choking once again against Owen and Yokozuna. Yokozuna just killing Lex Luger's career with the leg drop. How many times does that have to happen for Lex to, like, get the fucking hint? To just be destroyed by Yokozuna all the yeah. time. Yeah. I hate that picture of Shawn Michaels. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> and Mick took the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm great. Yeah. Look, here's some stills from the clip. There you go. How about that times. picture of Shawn Michaels? That's even better. <laughs> Third time he's the Intercom champion. Fantastic. All right. Roll in the lumberjack match. I forgot about the lumberjack match where he pretty much, uh, you know, took the took the focus from Diesel there. And he outshined everyone. Yeah. I like that they hey, keep showing. Get it? Yeah, it's just it's just staying. Is Vince McMahon at the commentary table just yanking it right now? Like, yeah, I Damn love it. I wish I was the college championship around his waist. Oh my god! Yo, put that picture of Shawn Michaels with his wet hair sticking to my belt back up. 
Oh, now we get a clip. Oh, it doesn't man. even say replay. You wouldn't even know. Maybe this is back in the arena. Like, what yeah, the it f- looks yeah. like they cut, they cut back. We're live on Raw. Yeah, Mabel's just beating the shit, and the entire roster's ringside again. Yeah. Yeah. So now this is going to be the focus here of Mabel slamming Diesel, probably for their eventual title match. Right. And then for the Mabel's about it'll also be for their match a year from now. Well, last year yeah. Mabel slammed. Right, 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 right. What hey, Daddy fuck? Fool. Hey, Moe's got his own little crown in... Uh... I don't like that. Yeah, what's up with that? Doink and Dink, but like a different version. I think he wore that out at, uh, in your house, didn't he? He had the cape on, at least. Well, Mabel, he's won the world title. Mabel's also, not who, good. Who is, is this even a good inside? promo? No. I like just two gold front teeth. Yeah. I like it better when he wears all the gold teeth. This is the most I've ever heard him talk, by the way. Like, ever. Yeah, Uh that's actually a really good point, because when Men on Mission first started, he never talked. It was just Oscar. Yeah. Saying, whoop, there it is. Here's the thing, okay, and this is going to sound mean, but why does Mo look like a Make-A-Wish kid that got to tag with Mabel? Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a really well, good question. Maybe he won an auction. Oh. Yeah. I want an answer. Good. All right, well, Hakushi's in the ring now as we are at the 27 minutes and 13 second mark. This is the featured match here with Brett. Next stop, one on one with Good. Hopefully, it's good. I would, I would hope so. I mean, their in your house match was okay, not the greatest. Just because they didn't really work the style, you would think, oh, it's in the bag. Come on, what's in the bag, Hakushi? Oh, I know what it is. It's Bret Hart's head. He killed Still. him. Look at his guts underneath. He's killed him. Still, Bret Hart's head. Bret Hart has been murdered. Wow, we can see it really good. Yeah, that's a good camera shot there. Rahart has been murdered by the hands of Hakushi. Rahart had a great career. <laughs> but, yeah. They know it doesn't look like Bret Hart, right? Wait, we're going back to a commercial already again? No, this is for next week's episode. What's next week? Razor and Savio are teaming up. Yokozuna and oh. Hart. Oh, wow, okay. Razor and Savio going for the gold against Owen and Yoko next Just week. Give Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Let him win. Fuck it. I, you know, why not? Fuck yes, it. indeed I, he I do. I digging Savio. I didn't think I'd be digging Savio. Oh, I'm not digging Savio, but... You're not digging Savio? Okay. No. Yes, you are. He retweets us all the time. <laughs> Wait, Bret Hart's not dead? You're... I'm so confused. Hakushi just had Bret Hart's head. Bret, Hart Bret Hart's walking he's... out with his head. There's a... Uh... This dude doesn't even wrestle anymore. Yeah, right here. Me, Bret Hart. Fireworks. He yeah. reached his dates. What's going on? Can't wait to go to WCW and get fucked over. Yeah. What's the show he was on? Uh, Lonesome something. Mm. Lonesome Dave or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lonesome Dave. I hope that's what it's fucking called, dude. It, what, isn't that what it was called? Now, let me look it up. Lonesome Dave. No, Lonesome, it, Lonesome something, dude. <laughs> I think oh. it was something like that. Lonesome Dave. <laughs> and he plays Dave. That's probably the most Bret Hart thing ever. Uh, let's see here. Bret just got distracted by the white face. Oh, guys. I was wrong. It was Lonesome Do- Dove. <laughs> I wish it was Dave. Oh, Lonesome Dove? 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 Dove. Dove. Um, From 94 okay. to 95. So he was on there for like a year. I want to watch it. I wonder if it's good. Like, no way. You don't Bret, know. Bret Hart acting? Are you kidding? He's really good at acting. He's got a lot of different character traits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, these days he talks about two things. When he knocked out Vince McMahon and when he got screwed. So. Dallas, when me and you met Bret Hart, after that point, I mean, it's probably a good thing that we didn't meet him anymore. <laughs> Why? Because he's like, he don't know what he's saying anymore. Bret Hart's like the weird uncle you invite to Thanksgiving. It's like, oh, yeah. haha, uncle, that's funny. It's like, Bret. Why, did you, why did you invite him this year again? <laughs> <laughs> he's being really weird. Well, and, and remember, when we met him in classic Bret Hart fashion, he was late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because he was upstairs, Bob was talking his ear off like, oh my god, I loved it when uh, uh, you like fought Hakushi on Raw in July 95. Remember when I, you fought Bob I Bob didn't at WrestleMania? Say, I didn't say a fucking word to Bret Hart. Are you kidding That's me? That's rude as fuck. What are you, a pussy? Yeah. It's Bret Hart. Yeah, and I said, hey, how, I said, hey, how's it going? And he was like, good. Yeah, and he talked to me, and he signed my my magazine. I put over Owen a lot, and he, like, stayed to talk to me. He, like, pulled me in when I was trying to walk away, and he was like, hey. Oh, what, did you guys, like, make out or something? Yeah, there. Well, yeah. Of course. And then I told him that I'm going to have Ahmed come meet him, and he told me to get out of line. You know what I'm going to do the next time? If there's ever a next time where I meet Bret Hart, I'm like, hey, Bret. I'm like, hey, man, what's your name? I'm like, Bob. And like, like, fucking no, it's not. And I'll be like, uh, I've heard a lot about you. And he'll be like, what are you talking about? And I'll be like, yeah, my mom. You remember? Boston. <laughs> oh. Oh, Hakushi just sent Brett back first into the. He slid under the post. bottom rope. Yeah, but like, in, oh, and in a baseball slide. Dude, I'm going to be like, Brett, do you remember Boston 1988? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There was a woman that you met. Her name was Karen. And he'll be like, what? And I'm going to be like, dad. <laughs> it's you. It's me. Your side. Here we go. Uh, Hakushi setting up for a Bronco Buster. He's going to rip his asshole open. No, that's one guy does that, not Hakushi. Well, two did it, but whatever. Yeah. I feel like Bret Hart at this age and stage in his life, like he could have the best meal he's ever had at, say, <laughs> Applebee's. All right. 
Oh, he did do a Bronco Buster. There you go. Perfect. Um, so Bret Hart had a great meal at Applebee's, right? And a year later, if you asked him about that same meal, he'd be like, yeah, I mean, it was good, but uh, I don't know. It wasn't super great. And, uh, Kind of felt like it took out my money out of my pocket. You know, why did I? I didn't even need to go there and buy that or do that and eat that. So no, four, he's four out of ten. No, he's the type of guy where it's like, <laughs> "How was that meal?" And he was like, "Well, you know, I'm full now, <laughs> but it wasn't like great. Yeah, it was food, but, but I'm not starving." Yeah, but at the time he's probably like, "Oh, like that was really good." And then like when you ask him about it later, he's like, "I mean, it was there. Did you it was edible?" <laughs> I just heard the other day that he he told it was on some interview thing. He was like, "Yeah, I pitched this idea that I come to the ring with my cat, yeah, and like the cat would be like in a cage, and then at one match it'd be a stuffed cat, and I'd pull a brick out of it." And Bischoff was like, "That's an awesome idea. I love it." And then Bischoff was like, "Nah, he's full of shit. <laughs> Bullshit." Yeah. I'm. I really think Brett now is just saying anything he can to like stir the fucking pot. The way Bischoff is always like, no, that's fabricated bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett still can't fucking stand Bischoff, which is really funny. And actually, and I think it was just on 83 Weeks this week. Uh, so on uh, October 26th, as of this recording. And he uh, Bischoff was like, you know, um, just not going to go out of my way to talk to Brett. Like, I'm not going to have a beer with him or nothing. <laughs> well... Hakushi focusing his attack here on Brett's lower back. He moments ago hit a gut wrench backbreaker and now a diving headbutt to the lower back. This is significantly better than their in your house match. So hell yeah, it is. This I I still can't get over the spot where he whipped him under the bottom rope to the turnbuckle. That looks so nasty. Yeah. Well, and if you notice, you know Brett's gotten no in, you know, no offense in again, and that was kind of similar to. Their match previously. Yeah. Um, I also really like this is like the Brett attire I like, I feel like. Yeah. I think I think this is it. Maybe there's one with a little more white on it too that I like more, but this is pretty much the one I like. I was always a fan of like the paint splatter look. Mm. It's like the pink top with like the black paint speckle almost on it. Yeah. Um you know he's that he's got the one where he wears a pink top and like the black bottoms too. I like yeah. that one too. Yeah. I think he only wears the all pink the one time, doesn't he, at Survivor Series? No, and then WrestleMania he wears it too. Well, no. but I don't know. I don't think it's the same one. Is it? No. Yeah. The, the one I'm talking about is like pink. pure pink. The all pink is bad. I don't like the all pink, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, and we're going to commercial. And we're back, and Brahar is hyperventilating. He's giving another kid his uh, tights, and he's pulling him down. He's revealing his penis. Oh, my oh God. look at that. Hakushi wow. with a handspring dive to the floor. Handspring moonsault plancha to the outside. Bret Hart's dead. Could you imagine if Brett was doing exactly <laughs> what Dallas just fucking said? <laughs> I'll show you what the hitman is. I'm going to hit you, man, right in, my, in the face with my dick. Okay. Okay. The Canadian bacon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian bacon. That was like a Suzuki special, dude. Yeah. Oh, Shinja and Hakushi just got drilled together. What uh, is, is Brett, Brett going to do a moonsault? No, oh, he did yeah, a weird-looking springboard uh, Vader bomb. 
Yeah, into the fucking front row. Yeah. Look at how far he did... back he pushed the gate. Yeah. I didn't like whatever move that was supposed to be. That was weird. I don't think I could ever see Brett doing a moonsault. No. I like the reference of Canadian bacon you made. Yeah, why not? You want to see it. something sizzle? Well, watch SummerSlam when I expose my Canadian bacon. <laughs> well, speak, speaking it's of gonna Canadian... It's going to be crispy. <laughs> when, when I was oh, younger... Got the world. When I was younger and we went to Canada, this is not going to surprise Austin at all, but my mom and dad, specifically my dad, tricked me into trying Canadian bacon by being like, yeah, it tastes like sugar. And it's like, this is the best stuff. <laughs> It tastes like sugar. And I, and as a kid, I was like, no. And I tasted it. I was like, this is disgusting. It does not taste like sugar. <laughs> it's about as opposite of sugar tasting as you can fucking be. Oh, it is the best. It's Canadian bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just ham. Hakushi going to the top after the back suplex. The it's modern like, day Brett is like the Canadian bacon on the uh, skillet. Oh, and he misses a diving head. Crowd popped for that one. He almost broke his neck. They're getting some time here on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, they are. It's been a good match. Yeah. Even though we're talking about Canadian bacon and Bret Hart exposing his penis. Mm. No, it is. This is actually one of the best Raw matches I've seen in a while. Superplex by Brett. The crowd is definitely into it. The kid with the Michael Jordan jersey is like... He's, yeah, he's... He's loving it. Oh. He's going with a sharpshooter. Can he flip him over? He did pretty easily. Hakushi's kind of close to the ropes, but he's already tapping. He shook his head yes, Earl, 900 times. You don't have to know English to say yes. Oh, and he just decks Shinja again. I love how Shinja's not dropping down. Yeah, he's like almost no selling it. Yeah, the headbutt did it though. Oh, you see, oh, fuck you, man. You sell for me with a pile drive. I'm gonna break oh, your fucking. Oh shit. Lawler's been on commentary this whole time, bitching. By the way, if that's any surprise to anyone. No. Yeah, when he had him in the sharpshooter, Jerry was like, oh, "I just gotta go in there and stop it," and then proceeded not to do it. I thought he was going to like get in the. That's ring. what I thought. I thought it was gonna be a DQ. That was a good match. That might be the best match we've seen on Raw. This year. Yeah, I might need to agree with that one, Bob. Like, it was between... definitely better than their in-your-house match. Well, nothing yeah. comes to mind, so if that tells you anything. No, I mean, the only thing I could think of is the guns against Holly and Kid, but... Yeah. Well, and, and um, Nakano and, and uh, Alundra Bro- uh, Alundra. Alundra, please. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, but they've I'm, had I'm, better I'm, matches. Yeah. Yeah, but if we're talking 95, I mean... Yeah. I don't know. I, I would say, yeah, probably for sure that that was. Oh, that's one. They just said, wait a minute. Oh, Jean Pierre Lafitte, he's got a bag. He took Hakushi's oh, bag. He, he's yeah, he's taking Brett's uh, head. <laughs> what? It's treasure, dude. He had to get the treasure. He just did. He just why is he okay? He stole Brett's head. Is that supposed to make Brett mad or Hakushi mad? Hmm. I don't know. I would imagine Hakushi. Uh, Jean-Pierre, you stole my Brett head. I will see you at SummerSlam. And then Brett's going to be like, why the fuck are you guys brawling or feuding over my fake head? This is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Oh, that kid's really emotional. Dean Douglas coming up. Oh, great. We're going to get a dissertation. 
No, no, no. Look, Sean, everybody loves me too. Here we go. The report card. Now, if it's any indication, uh, my school days will be a lot of C's and D's on it. Oh, oh my God, I hate this. <laughs> Look at how much of an idiot he looks. Oh, he's, uh, oh, he's dragging his nails across. Uh, heel. Definition. It's almost too dweeby, like too nerdy. Is he talking like a nerd? Uh, yeah, he is. Definition. Knowledge. The sub of what is known. The body <sighs> of truth. <laughs> Information and principles acquired by mankind. Oh, I hate The fact this. or condition of knowing something with familiarity gained through experience or association. He's is he talking. saying all this? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, God damn it. Going. There's nine different definitions for this. The acquaintance with or the understanding of a science, art, or technique. Okay. Knowledge. Thanks, Dean. <laughs> what does that with. sign say up there? I don't know. The personification of knowledge. Dusty roads. Rick Steamboat and they can all kiss my ass. <laughs> look at the TV of the arena. Like he was just watching Raw. Oh, look, TBD yeah. go. TBD go. <laughs> Take that shit down. You can tell they set this up backstage somewhere. Like it's just a bullshit curtain around the whole Yeah, room. yeah. Oh, don't look at your neighbor's paper. That's plagiarism. This is so fucking trash, dude. He looks like the kid from uh, Stuart Little. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Stuart. You know, how does this not kill his career? Because when he goes back to ECW, they don't go like this. I feel like sometimes they do. I don't know, man. I feel like they they were just like, we'll pretend that didn't happen. Dude. We'll, we'll give you a mulligan. Yeah. Because with know. Raven, like... people would be like Johnny Polo all the time. No, yeah, I don't think it was that bad. But I do feel like they gave him a little bit of a hard time. Oh, glasses are coming off. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. Thanks, thanks, Dean. Yeah, how do you go from ECW to this? Because even what he was doing in ECW was pretty hard-nosed. Well, yeah. He just threw the NWA belt down not that long ago. Yeah, last year in August. Right. Now he's a school teacher in the WF. I know. How do you not capitalize on what he was doing? Yeah. Look, they got Stridex pads on the announcer's table. King Mabel in action next week. Yeah. Can't wait Look for that. The body Donna is skipping Sunny. Can't wait to see his little pecker. Bam Bam Bigelow in action. Speaking of little pecker. Jeez. Tag team championship match next week. Savio and Razor challenge Owen and Yokozuna. Yokozuna's a man that can't see his backer. So maybe he'll start working out with Skip. More oh, Sean Michaels. Michaels. Great. New graphic hero for Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Picture in picture. Hey, hey, Sean. Uh, what are you gonna do tonight? Uh, hey, Vince. Yeah. So you know that Sunny chick that uh, is with Skip? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna fucking rail her uh, as soon as I am out of the scene. So Skip is probably gonna be watching, um, and I'm just gonna wink at him 
as I impregnate her. So, see, I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, Sonny. Yeah, just fucking do it, didn't they? It would be so much fun. Sean had an awesome unibrow. Mm-hmm. He's one of the OGs for it, yeah. People want to say Anthony Davis, Lakers, unibrow. No, Sean Michaels. Oh, yeah, Anthony Davis. Right. Lonesome Davis. They show Look at it. He's in the weird little soundproof room. Right. That's he's, like where Todd Pattengale usually stands. He's in he's in Dean Douglas's classroom right now. Yeah, he's in the back of the class. <laughs> Look, we even got like a new like copyright and everything. We're, we're, we're yeah, it's like a new era updated. here. Yeah. So what did Sean just fucking blab on about right there? I don't know. He they were just I, saying that the IC title be on is on the line. But against who? I don't know. I, Jerry Lawler was just saying how he's a marked man. Blah 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 blah. I think he's fighting Big Show. I mean, that would make the most sense. <laughs> I I believe that. <laughs> All right, Fuck Dean well, Dog. Dude. Yeah, it's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say though, that that was a uh, a pretty. I would say that was a good show. Yeah, I. I I'm thought Gucci was pretty good. I'm gonna say this right now. That was the best Rob '95. I'm still. I'm pretty biased towards the night after WrestleMania 11. Because there was a lot going on there. I'm but just saying. I, I think this is definitely in the top. Top three. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty good. That was a good show. Yeah, I agree. I think there was some solid action. We got a lot of... Uh, we did get some angle development, which was nice. Um, and, like, the two vignettes for some new guys, which we desperately freaking need at this point. Um, all in all, I'd say it was pretty a pretty memorable show, especially the Brett and Hakushi match, tearing it down. Probably maybe the best match that they've had so far. For absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's not too many negative. There's not for once. I should say, there's not too many negatives coming out of this show. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first time that you didn't say you wanted to kill yourself after we watched the show. I think in a while. So I think well, that's I a still positive. do. Because <laughs> like Marty isn't here. Well, I don't know. This right. episode would have pulled me from the ledge. I would have been like, okay, fine. I'll give it another chance. I know. I would I would be at least listening to the guy with the megaphone. Yeah. You know? Like, I wouldn't be jumping down yet. You'd but be, I'd be like, with him? I'd be like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah. Like, I'm at that point. I'd be like, don't do it. You have a lot to live for. I'd be like, right now, I'd be like, like what? And he'd be like, the July 24th, 95 rock. <laughs> and I would What's on it? Uh, Brad Hakushi, they go like 15. Wait, really? <laughs> Bob's foot slips. He's like, oh. <laughs> wait, are you serious? And you'd be like, wait, they go 15? Oh. I'd be like, I have, I have a tape of it. The guy be like, I have a tape of it. You should come down and watch it, but don't jump. Just, just use the stairs. And I'd say, I will under one condition. And he'd be like, what? Is Dean Douglas on the show? And he'd be like, <laughs> He'll be like, yeah. I'm like, I'm fucking jumping. (laughs) Well, if we're judging it in that sense, they would have scraped me off the pavement six months ago. Wow. I'd be in some landfill at some point, you know, for this episode. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it's, it's nice after 12 episodes that are not great to get (laughs) one good one. Yeah. Because it kind of like gives you more energy. 
You know, you're not. It's, it's like you go to the restaurant and you just eat really greasy food. Is it the same restaurant Bret Hart was at? Yeah, it's called the Canadian Bacon uh, Sizzler. Mm. But it's like you go to the restaurant, you eat a whole bunch of just greasy shit, right? And you're just destroyed yeah. for like four days. And then you have a salad. And you're like, wow, that wasn't so greasy. Today was that salad. Mm. It's like refreshing. Yeah, except the onions of Dean Douglas, you had to pick those off. Right, and like the tomatoes of Waylon Mercy. Right. Some people struggle through and eat them. Yeah, sometimes, some... yeah, one time, you know, you'll be chewing down. Like, wait, there was an olive in this? Yeah. I'm allergic to olives, and that's King Mabel. Right. But... Not because he's black, though. Well, that's kind of what I was going with. He, That's like a mo. The olive is like a mo. <laughs> okay. Sometimes, sometimes a mo will just sneak right in. You're like, ah, oh, shit, damn it, mo. Well, I like olives, and I don't like mo. So I hate olives, man. Ever since my mom would put ten on each finger, and she'd be like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, I'd be like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, mom, you were a whore, weren't you? No, uh, that's and I was the eight shit. when I said that. She fucking beat the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah no, olives on the fingers, ten out of ten. Absolutely not. No. No. Uh, all right. Well, are we all in agreement here that uh, this was a, a good show for once in our lives? I yep. mean, I guess. But, like, what's a good show in 95? Well, you just watched it, baby. July 24th. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> we just saw it. Go ahead and watch that. Yeah. And then if you if you really don't want to see the Dean Douglas thing, just don't watch the last, like, three minutes and you're fine. Yeah, pretty much. That'd be pretty ideal. And even that, it was just funny to laugh at. So I think it's a win all around. <laughs> I just don't like how he's talking. He's just like, <laughs> if Dallas, definitely. It's a city yeah. and a state. If he wasn't talking like, like cool. that, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it as much, I don't think, to be honest. I, yeah. He's, he's just, he's so slow. I mean, could you imagine going to a college class with that motherfucker talking? I feel like I've had... To- professors like that so well and the thing is is like it just doesn't fit who he is it's not who he is Uh uh-oh i'm getting a call it's dean douglas he's pissed oh i had i heard what you were saying about me and you were talking trash here's a definition for talking trash uh insults hurtful statements talking trash that's funny Hey, hey dean didn't mean to talk shit on. <laughs> oh my, my, my bad. It auto corrected the shot. Let me oh shot. no! Uh, all right. Well, the build for um. Oh, that's nice. So the uh, build to SummerSlam '95 apparently has started off on the right foot, but I don't want to get too optimistic because. They oftentimes yank it right away from us. Right foot, opposite of left foot. Wow. Are no. you going to do the hokey pokey dance or something? No. Right no. foot. <laughs> oh, you know what would be hilarious is if Dean Douglas stuck around and so did Diesel, Kevin Nash. And Kevin Nash was like, look at the adjective. And then Dean Douglas's brain just explodes. What the fuck? Let me tell you something, Kevin Nash. <laughs> that you needs to be gimmick. Can that be like Savio Vega's new thing? He doesn't know like he doesn't he doesn't know English language very well, so he'd be like, 
uh, hey, Dean, uh, look at the noun. And then Dean be like, that's not a fucking noun, that's a verb. And he'd be like, I thought it was an adjective. And he just says, you motherfocker. And that's the whole thing. <sighs> no, I just want him to go up to Dean Douglas and say, Como se dice? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> How do you say what? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to stay optimistic because, again, it's it's fresh faces that we need. Uh, you know, with Dean Douglas and the potential gold dust arrival. Um, I just hope that maybe in the ring wise and like live presentation wise, so not vignette, it's not as cheesy because the way it's coming off here is. Why should I be afraid to have a match with Dean Douglas? That's like an easy win, you'd think, if he's like a nerdy teacher. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it's a gimmick that doesn't lend itself well to being a pro wrestler. And I think that goes for anybody, a Matt Stryker teacher gimmick. Mm. And like anybody who's been kind of stuck with that, I just think it's really weak. I don't think it it just doesn't lend itself well. To where it's like, for example, a garbage man. Yeah, that sucks, but at least like a garbage man can still be seen as like a tough guy. There's like a, there's not really a tough guy teacher. I, okay, I don't know, man. The garbage man compared to the teacher thing, it's the same yeah, but shit. Who to would me. you rather who would you rather fight? Fucking neither one of them. A teacher it, or a it's garbage both bullshit. Man. I'd be more afraid that a garbage man was going to beat my ass than a teacher. I mean, yeah, cuz he might put me in the trash compactor. Oh yeah. What is the teacher gonna do? Put me in detention? Oh, cool. I get out at three thirty anyway. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, it's like a teacher. What do you? What's next? Fucking IT guy. Give me a break. Yeah, I I think I think you're right. There's definitely a limitation to it. Um, Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense for the era of where everybody has an occupation. Right. For the most part. I just think some people. I mean, Diesel's a truck driver, or literally a truck. Like that's his game. Yeah, Bret Hart's a hitman. Shawn Michaels is a a womanizer. Yeah, a pimp, a hooker, right? Whatever. So, uh, all right. We guys have anything else for episode one forty four? I don't want to talk us out of a uh, (laughs) of a good episode. I feel like we're doing that the more we talk about Dean Douglas right now. Yeah, no, it's a beefy episode. Definitely check it out. It'll give you a good snapshot of 95, as if 95 has been good this whole time. So just pretend it has been. If you're going to watch an episode of Raw from 95 so far, that's the one you pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, All right, cool. Well, this episode's got me looking forward to the build, at least, towards SummerSlam 95, and I'm sure in the next several weeks that will change, and then I'm sure when we actually watch SummerSlam, I'll probably be really depressed and hating myself. But for right now, I'm going to enjoy the ride. Uh, And I hope you guys are enjoying the ride uh, with us as you continue to listen along to us reacting to what we're uh, watching, sometimes for the first time ever, and oftentimes for the first time in about 15. Uh, But until next week, for Austin Skinner and for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Conley Jr., and this has been Echo Which is a noun, and you gotta hear it.